0: Guys, welcome back to another another episode of the Iko Junker podcast where I, just as a, as a novice, uh, a mixed martial arts uh, novice fan, I give my predictions on the fights that are coming up and my analysis on the uh, fights that have um, happened. So, diving straight into UFC Vegas 22 happening this coming weekend. So, we have on the main card, starting with, from the bottom of the start, from the bottom, or Bays versus Montserrat Ruiz. Ruiz. Um so looking at Shane Byers uh, when she fought um Bridget Nielsen at the Tough Enough um uh, fighting promotion. This is a, a another organization who I've never heard of, but I only heard of it because um of her name. And I think this fight that she's gonna be fighting at uh, with against Bridget um Nelson, she's gonna be it's gonna be her debut fight in the UFC. So it's in- interesting to watch and tough enough, I've never heard of the organization. But so uh, looking back, um just looking at back at her one of her last fights I said before she moved on to the UFC and she got the contracts to find the UFC. Um she um I could see why she got the contracts to find the UFC. She is very good in the ground she has a very good ground game. Uh, from what I saw in the farm she fought Bridget Nelson, um, she's a good striker. And yeah, no, it's easy to see why she um got the contracts, um the way she did. So I mean, I've not seen much else of her fighting. Um from what I can see on social media these days, I mean on especially on platforms like YouTube, I mean, unless if you're in one of the big ones organizations, especially organizations like the UFC, um, you don't really get to see much of the um the other of the athlete other athletes um fights, um, if then any other organization also of or saw the UFC won championship or BFL. Um so, you know, I don't know much about her, but um there's no even, even a wikipedia page about this um about this fighter but then again if she if the ufc picks her up then she you know she must be um she must be a very good proposition right if she must be a very promising athlete it's interesting to see um how she does now she'll be going up against uh montserrat montserrat's montserrat ruiz, ruiz. and i have not seen much of her fighting either but uh there was one match she fought um Another a so going by the name of Moran. you know, God, I should have picked up. But in this fight, she just executed a. Um, I think she just da, 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 da. no, I wasn't a knocker, like, but I'm not going to ramble like, on too much about something which I didn't do proper research on, but uh and I know it's not going to be good for this podcast, but. The first for the uh, first um, lady, I'm showing, sure, but um, yeah, I saw her fighting. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I didn't see much of the opponent that she's gonna be. Um, God, I just messed this whole thing up. Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, um, I didn't see much of her fighting, uh, but again, sh- I'm assuming it should be an interesting match at least for the um, for the first lady, um uh, Bays. Um, I heard her name being pronounced as Baez, not bars, cause her because her, her surname is being pronounced or spelt B-U-Y-S as if Baez, if you're buying something. But, um, yeah, I'm assuming it, that will be a promising fight, an entertaining fight. So, moving on, we have a Song Keenan uh, from China versus Max Griffin. So, looking at Song Keenan, Kin- uh, this is another fighter who I've never heard of Um only when i looks back at him only because of this uh, up and coming um fighting event in ufc vegas 20 that's happening this coming weekend his name was in the fight card looked him up uh, looked at one of his fights his past fights against Colin potter uh Callum Potter coming out of new zealand his stand-up was good striking is uh isn't is um good as well but excuse me one of the things i saw in the fight um and it was also confirmed by one of the commentators there is that, um, you know, he's quite strong and uh, powerful how he um, performs in the cage. I think at one point his opponent, Callum Potter, was uh, just... What were they doing? doing? Um, There was uh, a clinch which turned to a take and um, Kina managed to to reposition himself and actually mount himself onto um, Potter's back. So, um, yeah, it's just one of the uh, things that... um, that was pointed out and one of the things I saw, um, in the, in, in the cage there, now he's going, going up against Max Griffin and, uh, looking at Max Griffin when he fought, um, Alex Oliveira at UFC 248, um, I, I, now when it comes to the fighters in the, just when they're starting at the, starting the fight, especially at the beginning of the first round, I try my best just to think of a word, uh, just a, a descriptive, uh, text of how to, um, how to describe how just how they uh, they're moving in in the cage, whether they're moving invasively, whether they're just going straight for the kills, uh, like someone um like who can I think of? Yeah, like uh Bilal Mohammed, uh whereby they or they be quite evasive like Dominic Cruise. I mean, I say like Dominic Cruz, I mean every fighter depending on who they're gonna fight in in any event, they will change their fighting style just to their benefit so they can actually uh, attack their opponent more effectively and of course you know, everything work in their favour, they will have a better chance at winning that particular competition. So, um for Max Griffin when he was fighting Alex oliveira Oliveira at UFC two forty eight, um first of all it did look like he's sort of, uh, he was pacing backwards and forwards. Um his ground game was good. Um when he goes in for the takedown he's good at keeping his opponents um on the floor in this case the ufc 248 he kept oliver pinned down to the ground for a long while and the stand-up was decent and can i say he'll be matched up with song um again you know song um sing song keenan his striking is good um stand-ups good. um in my opinion anyway stand-ups let me say quite good his, uh, his striking is, uh, is good and also he's known for his strength as well uh, so so i, I think I would go with um. I'll go with Max Griffin because I've seen in the past although many times I've been proven this. I've been proven to be wrong and incorrect. But um, for me, for what I can see, um, from my, just from watching this, I mean, I've not actually been in a professional competitive fight before, but uh, in MMA. But when, um, from what I've seen. If your takedowns are good, if you can keep your opponent on the floor for a long time, then um, you can. If you can get them into submission, you know, red naked choke holds, um, but You know, it's easy to get them to submit because you've got the advantage. You can keep them on the floor for a long time. you can even keep them there, and if you can keep them the positioned the right way, control them, as they say. Um, Be in control of that takedown. it can issue some um, really nasty heavy strikes and elbows. Um, so for me that's the reason why I say that if you can get if you're good at takedowns then you've got the advantage of winning the fight. I'm assuming but I'm I'm assuming but I would know that I still have lots of fights to watch and lots of things to learn about this sport. Um but you know many times a few times I've said before, said that before in the past and the opposite has been the case. But I mean from this I mean if I if I had to put my, my money on it, uh Max Griffin versus um versus Son Kenan at UFC Vegas twenty two this coming weekend. I think I'm going to go with Max Griffin. Um, you know, um, yeah. Um, it, but again, you know, in this sport, you know, anything can happen. The tables can be turned. You know, there could be an illegal, um, an illegal move, an eye poke, or an illegal knee, as we've seen in the past two events. So, um, and that's not to um, throw any sort of salt or um, or jest to throw anything like that, or joking at Bilal Mohammed or at, or. Um, Judgment, Sterling. Just that it's one of the things that we've seen that he said this person will win or that person will win, but then on fight day, fight night, something controversial seems to happen in the cage. I mean, there's a fifty-fifty chance of that happening, and that of that happening and uh, that not happening. Uh moving up the card, we have Adrian Yanez versus Gustavo Lopez. Now, Yanez, I looked at one of his fights when he fought Victor Rodriguez. Um, sorry, I didn't get the uh, particular um the actual event when it happened um but looking at the fight he's um he's good at defending clinch clinches and takedowns stand up is good um there's a sort of opponent that will follow and track his kind of follow the words i use are like follow and track his opponent inside the cage there um, and corner them and going for an attack and put pressure on them just to um, get to um attack them in one in one part of the, the octagon where they don't really have that much room to maneuver around or to move. And his striking did appear to be quite precise, you know, tactical. His opponent, Gustavo Lopez, now he fought um Joe I uh, he fought I think his last fight, one of the most recent fights with I managed that man should come across, which took place at an event, uh fighting promotion known as Combat Forty Two and <laughs> They didn't show the whole match but this guy managed to get his opponent um just finished and it just one single um wasn't a single KO, but you know it was just counter-strikes and then but there was one shot that landed perfectly on the on his opponent's jaw and he went down and he, as uh, michael b being said about one past um fighting one past event the female commentator said uh, yes he went down as stiff as a board uh, you know just yells yeah, a single right hook and you know it's just one of those situations that even now when i see it happen and I've seen quite a few fights before to see, just see how certain people are. Certain fighters are knocked up by their opponent, and uh, when they go down, they, they actually do look like they're stiff, like they're going to some sort of semi concussion on the ground. They know it's uh, it's shocking to see. You know, just absolutely shocking to see. Um, but between Yanis and Lopez, who do I think will take this fight? Who do I think will win? Do, 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 do. Probably Janes. I mean, a knockout like what Lopez did to Rickett in at Combat Forty Two. Um, again, I don't know much about this, but I'm learning. Or some, so I'm, I always say that because I, I just don't want to be seen as an idiot because I'm not always sure what I'm saying. But a knockout like that, I think, it only happens if you're lucky. If you manage just, just in the in the madness of all the shots you're throwing at your opponent you may be lucky to just land the right one that does the job for you, and then, you you know, job done, you've got it in the bag, um, you've won the fight. So, um, and I think when um, Gustavo Lopez fight was uh, fighting Joey um, Roquette at Combat 42, then that's probably more than likely what happened. Um, likewise, what happened with uh, Jorge Marvador and Ben Askren at a past UFC event, which off the top of my head, I cannot remember the particular event it was. But just within the first ten to fifteen seconds of the first round, as soon as Jorge Maldor got in there, as soon as Ben Askren got in there, um Maldor just threw a knee and uh knocks Ben Askren clean out. It just knocks Ben Askren clean um clean um out and he went down, he was stiff, stiff as board as well. But without ranting too much and rambling out of these two people, I think maybe um Giannis, um Adrian Yoannis will um come out as a victor. But let's wait and see, um, what happens. Moving on, uh, up the card still, we have Gregor Gillespie versus Brad Vidal. So, looking at, um, Gillespie's, um, past uh, fight when he fought Kevin Lee at UFC 244. Um, now, this fight he lost, um, because, uh, Kevin Lee got a good, solid head kick in there, and, uh, Jelassie um, went down and he was uh, knocked out, partially knocked out um, but you know, you could see that he was just kind of, he looked like someone who as he went down wasn't entirely sure of where he was So I've got to make sure that I'm speaking clear into his microphone because my sound recorder is showing just probably that the volume is going to be a bit too low when I'm editing this Um, but looking at that fight um, Gillespie was uh, really um, active and uh, sharp on his feet And his stand-up did look good, but unfortunately he did lose um, because of that um, good um, leg kick that um, Kevin Lee got in there. Now his opponent, Brad Riddell, uh, uh, looking at his past fight when he fought Alex De Silva, caught Coelho at UFC 253. um, And it did look like he was struggling to defend the takedown, um, but his ground game was... um, (coughs) yeah, sorry, I can't... Again, wanna <laughs> try and understand my own handwriting. Um, he, so Riddell, it did look like he can defend a, a takedown well. Um, his grind game was good. Um, especially uh, in order to defend himself, and his stand up seemed um, good also. Um, so as of these two, who would I think would take it? I think to, 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 because they say you're only as good as your last fight. And some of these fights, they pass well. I just couldn't um, find them. Um, and a lot of these guys, that I've never really heard of them before. Um, and even some of their fights are not even on the UFC Fight Pass, believe it or not. But t- 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 who do I think will win? T- 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 I think it'll be a close one. But if I had to put my money on it, um, probably Riddell. Yeah. Probably and Brad Riddell, I think he would. Uh, would be. Moving on still so on yes, the main event itself. Derek Bronson versus Kevin Holland. Uh, duh, 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 duh. so um Derek Bronson versus Kevin Holland um the main event of UFC Vegas twenty two. So um Derek Bronson um I've never really heard of him before. Kevin Holland I know I've heard of him, um, quite a few times. But um, Derek Bronson his uh, past fight at UFC Vegas five, probably would not one of his past fights, but it's the one of the fights I came across just to judge, um, how well uh, he could perform in this fight, and if possibly, if, if whether possibly he could win the fight. Um, how so I get against Edmund Shab- Shabazan, Edmund Shabazan. His fight against Edmund Shabazan I hope I pronounce pronouncing that correctly guys. If if it's wrong, please leave a correction in the comment <laughs> please correct me as best you can in the comment section below on YouTube. Um and that fight his stand up was good and his ground game was good. So I'm assuming that, you know, when it comes to takedowns and clinches, um, especially takedowns, that area he's gonna excel there, managed to keep his opponent on the ground and might finally Potentially get them into into a submission, um, hold them down there, control them and uh get them to a rare naked choke holds or keep them down there and start dishing out really um nasty strikes and elbows. Kevin Holland on the other hand, um where he when he fought Ronaldo Souza, his one thing I noticed about Kevin Holland is that he's a sort of fighter like Adesanya where his strikes were very really quick, sharp, you know, um the way he moves is very slick very athletic very agile it's very sharp um, his stand-up's good and his ground game is also good as well um, but out of these two who do I think would win? I think i will probably give it to Kevin Holland but you know it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing that people are talking about at, for UFC 259 with um, Adesanya and Blackwood's, um between let me go use their first names between Israel and Jan Many people are saying even um, Jan's close friend Joanna, who her surname I still cannot remember, and that's not very helpful to me or to this podcast because I, you know, if it's going to be a good mixed mixed martial arts podcast or sports podcast, you should know the names properly of all the athletes you're talking about, at least all all the relevant people you're mentioning. Um, but so it kind of like um, echoes what the um, sort of um, predictions people are giving for the main event of UFC two fifty one between um, Israel and Jan many people are saying that Israel would have won that fight because even though he would have to put more size to match up with the weight class to um, compete in this particular fight um, he still has that athleticism and um, the agility and that slick slick movement and you know he's really good at striking so he still has all of his benefits on his side working in his favour Jan has the power and the size and the, the that extra height, but still, um, you know, I think overall Israel, because just, especially because of his athleticism and his, his agility, he, um, still has the, has the um, upper hand in this match, you know, I mean, even Joanna, um, who's a close friend of, um, Jan, she said herself that, um, in this fight, she said herself that in this fight, um, Yan has everything to lose, but um Israel as the opposite has everything to gain, um, supposedly. That's what I'm taking away from what the statement that she made. Um so I'm saying that Kevin Holland um could win this because of his ability to move fast like he can do and throw strikes in there really quickly and sharply. Um but again, you just you never know anything could happen. Again, like what happened at UFC two fifty nine. Um Everybody thought that Israel designer would win. I thought that Adesanya would win. you know. And Yeah, okay. Um, I wasn't particular about the two guys. They're both nice guys, respectful, humble guys. <sighs> Excuse me. But, um, you know, it went the other way. And everybody was surprised again. Going back to UFC 257. Everybody thought that. And I've said this nearly a zillion times now. Everybody thought that Conor McGregor would win this fight. Even I thought that Conor McGregor would win that fight. But I wanted Dustin Pro to win. And Dustin Poirier did win, but even in my half hearts, my guts were telling me that no, Dustin Poirier, no, not my gut was telling me that Conor McGregor was going to go in there, and Conor McGregor going to do what Conor McGregor does best, and what he's known for, and he's going to win, but that just wasn't the case at all, you know, many people were saying that he was just concentrating and trying to show off that he's mastered some new boxing skills, that he wants to prove to the world that he's a boxer, he's, that, mm, I think it, people are saying that he was actually um, wasting more time or putting more time and energy into like kind of showing, showing off skills that um, probably um, rep- that would probably represent him as um, a boxer. You know that he should have been concentrating on the skills you need in a mixed martial arts environment, in a mixed martial arts match, competition, and using that just to um, beat your opponent to win the fight. Because Justin pretty. <laughs> those leg kicks really worked in his favor and eventually um McGregor went down and Poirier won the fight. So that's that's my take on on the main card for um, UFC Vegas 22 that's coming up this weekend. Um again I say that very humbly I still feel that um my opinion doesn't well it obviously doesn't count for much because who am I? Um but again I I say that very humbly because I a lot of the time 90, 90% of the time I'm still very unsure about the things I say and um, when it comes to this when it comes to the sport but um there have been claims now that um and quite a few people have been talking about this are so the gloves used by the mixed martial arts fighters in the UFC and the UFC that the gloves that they're using should be changed um I think GSP George St. Pierre was um being interviewed uh either it was earlier today or just recently and he was um, I think he was talking about the gloves that were being, being used especially of course this surrounds the um the eye poke that um happened um at UFC Vegas twenty one between the match between um Leon Edwards and Bilal Mohammed. Um I think twice there was a the first eye poke in the first one then the second eye poke in the second one that really just just did it and, you know, um, Mohammed just really couldn't continue the match. Uh, could, just couldn't continue the fight. It was just too severe. And uh, one of the things that were being said is that yeah, should the boxing gloves being used that are being used by the athletes in the UFC should should they be changed? Uh, and he was comparing it to the gloves that they use in Bellator. And I was surprised because I actually thought that the gloves they use, um, though they I know the different sizes, um, that, that go by ounce. The actual gloves, the, the design of the gloves actually differs. Um, one thing that was pointed out, in the day they actually showed photographs of the two gloves side by side. The UFC gloves actually do not fully cover your whole hand, especially your fingers, whilst the bellaso gloves do cover much of your hand. So the UFC gloves leave much of your hand exposed, but the Bellasol gloves actually does the opposite. That doesn't fully cover it, but the Bellasol gloves are designed in such a way that if you try and if you're gonna throw a strike or a jab, whatever, and it actually is more than likely gonna be um at your opponent's head, which of course gives the um there's gonna be that risk that um, your fingers or any moving part of your hand will touch their eye. Um you know there's there's a good if you're gonna be using bellows or gloves, there's a lesser chance of that happening because it covers most of your hand and it covers most of your hand that your hand's almost like in this way, in this shape, that you can't really move your fingers that much. Whilst the UFC gloves, I think the ends of your fingers, just near the tips, <clears throat> most of that is exposed. So, there's a good chance that you could move, move your fingers, whether it's intentionally or accidentally. And, you know, if your fist, if that jab is close to your opponent's eye, there's a good chance that, that you could... Um, the tip of your finger could go into their eye socket and, you know, you, you have an eye poke on your hand. So, that is something that's... Um, well... I I do wonder why um, why most, although it's a business and most fighting organizations like even not even when it comes to gloves just how they do, there's the basic rules of mixed martial arts and the fighting organizations also have their own rules as well which the fighters have to abide by you know, if they want to fight for the organization so that is um, <clears throat> that is an interesting topic and it depends whether the UFC want to do that. You know, do they want to change to gloves that can actually reduce um, the risk of this happening? Because it's not the first time it's happened before, and I, I'm actually surprised. In this fight between Baham Mohammed and um, Leon Edwards, the eye poke happened twice. And you're thinking, in the first time, the first time that it happened, you need to be, you know, to Leon Edwards, you know, you should, be, you need to be careful. You know, I mean, um, something in something inside me was kind of thinking hmm, you did it the first time now he did it the second time was it deliberate was it intentional were you kind of hoping that your opponent uh words would they uh, would that you'd injure your opponent and such probably hmm gotta be careful what i say but uh, were you hoping that maybe you had injured your your opponent in such a way that you didn't want to continue this fight? or so probably didn't want to risk losing you kn- and you know it was clear that in the first round in this fight, Leon Edwards did have the upper hand. He was winning the fight. Um, the way he was performing was really good. In fact, the way that he, was befo- he was performing was such that Bilal Edwards wasn't fighting the w- in the w- in that manner that he's known for, for, you know, just kind of calling his opponent, keeping them there and then putting the pressure on and just attacking them from, he- from head to toe. Um, so, yeah, in the first round, he was winning and... Um, He um moving on to um the fact moving away from the glass now, but moving on to the fact that um uh, after that um eye poke in the second round, and after the whole event had um had to be had to result in a contest and in a draw, um Dana White did say that they would have to get a rematch on, and everybody was happy with that. Uh, Well, most people were happy with that. But um Leon Edwards later said the press conference the post press conference that um actually he's not interested in doing a rematch and um, I was thinking, well that's really um now I still have the mind of someone who isn't fully vested in this sport yet. Excuse me. And um when I thought about it, I was thinking, Well that's uh... <laughs> ah oh god i was kind of like going along the moral route and thinking that's really selfish of right? you kind of used and abused your opponent like that and he's complaining that um you know because when he was poked in the eye there it was horrible to see you know he was in agony the second time it happened he, he was in proper sheer pure agony you know he was even crying there and some people said to me in my dms on instagram when i um when i posted about it um, they said one person said um yeah, there was a pain side, the painful side and also the other side that like he became very emotional and emotive about the fight that like he's you know, because because the injury is so bad and he even said it I can't see anything, can't I can't see anything at all. So they had to stop the fight. And I think he was also emotional, not just because of the pain and the injury, but also because of the um the fact that he had to stop the fight and of course, you know, if he had won that fight of course it's been very beneficial to him. And he took that fight at such short notice i think about two or three weeks um notice so it's really really short notice to make weight um to get in shape to train and and anything else that's uh, relevant so um i can understand how he felt um so i was thinking that actually um leon Edwards saying no to bill um bilal muhammad was actually really wrong and disrespectful and to bilal muhammad um, it's like um he's been used and abused like that and i was talking to charlie charlie explained to me yeah it's understandable that Ballah Mohammed will feel that way by saying those things. Um but unfortunately, um he he also, he also understood the um he also understood where Leon Ed was was coming from that this fight really was um he needed to he needed to fight someone, you know, he'd been um dormant for more than a year. His last fight was in, in the middle of two thousand nineteen. So, you know, we've gone through the whole of 2020, had the pandemic, uh, the uh, COVID crisis that started, and Leon Edwards just had a whole year off, not if he was making or doing, but because the guy who was supposed to fight, um, Hamza um, Kamza, um, Shemaev, um had to pull out two or three times because of the um, he was sick of COVID-19. So they had to, to schedule a fight for him. You know, he's waiting for such a long time. And for a fighter to be in their prime and not to be fighting or be active... That's not good. It's not good at all, um, in, in the sport. So, um, should there be, should there be a rematch? Um, Charlie did explain to me that if there's a rematch, really, it doesn't do anything for um for Leon Edwards, and of course, there's a, there is the risk that um, if Leon Edwards does lose the fight, then you know, of course, he goes, he plummets down down the rankings, whilst the other guy does go up the rankings. So, I'm sure he's being wise and he's being very smart in his in, in his decision making at the same time in the first round you know it's clear to see that he was um, he was winning um, the fight that he won that first round so I can I I guess so tongue twisted and so tongue tied I can understand if he doesn't want to have a rematch um, so I'm now for this one I'm not gonna be on the fence. Um, I think maybe we're gonna start with Leon Edwards, it's a smart decision to make actually. Um he now he wants a title fight, many people actually disagree and um in after um the UFC um Vegas twenty one whereby Pete, the um just sympathy was pouring in from all over the mixed martial arts community about um Mohammed's eye. I think he did um t- he had mentioned they want a title fight, but I don't think any of the other fighters any of the other um, members of the community who actually even take any notice of that they're more concerned for um, uh injury so um, make of that what you will um for me well probably not um i don't think anyone's going to be watching that fight or i don't think there's going to be any interest or demand for that fight because based on the first rounds um for, from what everybody could see um it's clear who the winner was of Could I say that there was a winner of, of this fight? No, because it didn't run its full course. It wasn't really a f- uh, a fair fight. But I mean, people probably will make their own conclusions based on the um, just what they saw in the first round, that seeing who was winning, who was um, who had the and who had the upper hand. So I think in this case, yeah, I think Leon Edwards probably is right. Um, a rematch probably wouldn't be wise, at least for you know for for himself, you know, from a business standpoint. And yeah, lastly, the Kamara Usman versus Jorge Marfidel rematch. Well, we wouldn't really call it a rematch, but Usman versus Marfidel two. Um, the second fight is scheduled, and it's going to be taking place in April. Only problem is that now, um, I think it's supposed to be taking as a UFC 261, but the venue that's supposed to be using, uh, which I think is also used by the um, WWE uh, wrestlers, have actually tested positive for COVID nineteen. And it's been, there's been a lot of, a lot of tests, a lot of um, athletes, and more than likely a lot of members of staff who work in the venue. They've tested positive for the virus, also. So um, there's worry now that this event is going to be compromised, and it was supposed to be um, held and hosted in front of a packed um, arena. Not necessarily PAX, but I think there's about fifteen or seventeen thousand, uh, just the normal number of people that are supposed to that you'd expect to attend a UFC fight for two um, top fighters and two big names in the sport of MMA and especially in the UFC. So, uh, they are worried um, that um, this could, um, this issue of um, COVID-19 is going to affect things. So, um, but let's wait and see um, what happens. Fingers crossed that that will not be the case and Dana White and his team can work something out because that is a a fight that I would love to see uh, myself. So, guys, um, Hope you enjoyed my video, hope you enjoyed my podcast, um, I still have an issue with this rambling thing, probably, there's somewhere I, d- I didn't have a drink um, before um, shooting this video and uh, on, if I was shooting this uh, making this, shooting this, video, making this podcast probably early in the day, in the middle of the day, probably had like a can of Monster or um, like body armor energy drink here. In the evening, I probably would have had like a Jack Daniels or some cider just to calm my nerves. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it's too late in the night to drink anything like a monster. I don't have anything alcoholic here to drink. I just want to get this podcast done and just get it out there. So guys, who did like and enjoyed the content, please don't forget to leave a like and do please subscribe. Um, i'm now at 75 subscribers as i'm making this uh podcast i know it's not much but i'm so very grateful i never thought that I'd even get even half of that number but people gradually are coming around to my content and uh, seeing my um my videos and probably they p- do appreciate my love that i do have for the sport and they respect the um the fact that i do want to learn more about the sports as well so guys you can also listen on spotify well, wow. Spotify, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and soon uh, there will be the <laughs> soon um, Apple po- um, Podcast. Um, my podcast will be in their directory as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to be making uh, changes to my um, t- just to the intro. Uh, I, the logo will stay the same for now. Uh, just going to make some changes as some music and trying to add an end card to the end of the video as well. For if you're going to be watching on YouTube so guys uh, duh, 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 duh. I, I'm a bad habit of saying I'm being more direct with <laughs> what I'm saying yes guys so um, and also on Instagram you can follow me my name is and on Twitter my name is Iko thanks again